0: Alright, welcome in. Latest episode of that SEC p- podcast brought to you by Twisted T and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Brad. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Bowls on Twitter. What's up, yo, TSC Hover? <laughs> hey, babe, what's going on? Oh, man, look at this. We got over 50 people already in mm. here. But, uh, man, what? A weekend it was in the SEC these rivalry games lived up to the hype shade. what probably the game of the year in the SEC we just had it we've had yeah. multiple coaching hires since we last met we got we got a lot to cover you know what
1: it was a wild weekend Mike a lot of a lot of upsets a lot of close upsets a lot of upset fans you know I mean <laughs> it was just an exciting, emotional roller coaster. And it started on Thanksgiving and it ended yesterday, man. It was just freaking awesome. I uh, you know, I'd like to pour one out for the uh for the teams out there, you know who you are. South Carolinas, Mississippi States, Vanderbilts, uh who else missed a bowl, Mike? Um uh, anybody else miss a bowl? Or is that the three? No, uh Florida, you Florida. know? Yep. Yeah. So just, you know, football's over, but it's not over. I think there's a lot of excitement that still could come away from those programs. Uh, We're seeing coaching hires. We're seeing all this happen here in the offseason. So uh, I just, again, it's tough. I get it. I've been there. You know, you didn't hit that six. You're like, shit, I got to watch basketball now, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we had a great comment here from uh, Johnny's team, Shane. He says, Wish Arkansas would fire safe if so we may not be done with the coaching searches, but uh did, did you want to start there? Did you want to start with uh, the games? Where where'd you want to go with this one?
1: Well, let's talk coaches for a second. Uh, I, I think that's that's the hot thing going on right now. There's a lot of right. rumors floating uh, floating around, uh, Elko down to Texas A and M. So let's mm-hmm. let's start with the coaches.
0: Yeah. So obviously uh Saturday night was a wild one shade. Hell, I even did emergency podcast. Uh Mark Stoops to texas a&m i went to bed i was thinking god they screwed this one up (laughs) and then here i come to find out he didn't even get the job so a little uh, woke up to that news and and obviously here on sunday mike elko former Mm -hmm. texas a&m defensive coordinator spent the last two years at duke as the head coach he is uh you know they haven't officially announced it just yet shane but it is it is coming how about this shane a&m Thirty-four and fourteen under Jimbo when Elko was the defensive coordinator, without Elko, twelve and twelve. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, big time step back, Uh, five-win improvement. He he took over a three and nine Duke team. They went nine and four his first year Mm -hmm. at Duke. Uh, He had a plus plus six coach effect, which is elite. That was the best in the ACC the last two seasons. But cousin Shane, not a fan. Uh oh. No, no. Give us your thoughts on Mike Elko, Shane. Well,
1: listen, I, I get it. There's a there's a little buzz to it. A lot of lot of folks that had him down there, you know, they the the first thing they want to point to is some of the recruiting classes they had, and a lot of that had to do with Elko down there. Um, you know, I can't argue the fact that talent that was underneath him has done well. Even doing well in the NFL at this current at this current time, so I mean that's that's. But then there's part of you is like, well, it's Texas A&M, and they're always going to be bringing in recruits. Was it always Mike Elko? And I'm I'm kind of torn here because I was behind the Stoops thing because how many times have we said, you know, if you take Mark Stoops and you put him down there in Athens, or you take Mark Stoops and you put him (laughs) down there at Bama, you know how he, you know, he would be winning. Are potentially competing for SEC championships. How many times have we said that, you know? And right. I know Kentucky fans have said it. You know, it's just, hey, give look at how well we've done, and we're in Lexington, kind of thing, you know. So I was kind of happy because part of me wanted to see, hey, let's see if this experiment works, you know. Right. It let's just see how good Coach Stoops is, and and then obviously that gets squashed. A lot of people didn't like it, and I, you know, I've heard the the Florida State you know, ties with Jimbo and all that, the revolts. And I've been a part of it, guys. Listen, you know, I was right there. I wasn't out there protesting Shiano, but when they did it in Knoxville, I get it. It was not the guy we wanted. It was not the sexy hire that we wanted. So, you know, this may be a win for for Texas A&M fans. And maybe, you know, because I'm hearing a lot of buzz. I'm hearing a lot of people excited about it. But my concern, Mike, is – we put a lot of stock in the first two seasons that he's had at Duke. And I think most of the people didn't even watch Duke games. They just saw the Clemson one and they just in their mind think, uh, oh man, this is, this is the, you know, Clemson sucks, right? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, they didn't score one offensive touchdown against the worst defense in the SEC. So I, I'm not saying that, that that win was, was put up on a pedestal, but I, I kind of feel like it was a little bit,
0: Mike. Shane, you know damn well, when I get done with my SEC football, I flip on Duke and get (laughs) break down what them Dukies is doing. But you're absolutely right. But let let me ask you this, Shane, because we'll never get the complete truth. You know, there's there's always two sides to to every story. But Mm -hmm. Kentucky's selling it that, you know, Mark Stoops sat around and was like, I just – I can't leave these boys. You know, like we're building here. We're building here. There's the same guy that got mad – you know, that there's this is a basketball school comments. Mm-hmm. Same guy that came out here a couple weeks ago and said, hey, you want us to beat Georgia? We need that NIL money. You know, what better place to go than Texas A&M? Where uh-huh. all they, I mean, that's the main selling point, I would think, of A&M, is the NIL, uh, you know, the access to elite players. So do you think in any shape or form, that Mark Stoops had second thoughts and said, "You know what? I'm staying at Kentucky to hell with Texas A&M." Or do you think? Uh, yeah, let me let me just go there, and then I'll tell you what I think.
1: No, I think I think he had I think he had. All intentions to go down to Texas A&M. I mean, I, I, he probably even, like, texted uh, Calipari telling him to kiss his ass, you know. <laughs> and, and now he's, like, trying to figure out. I can see him Googling how to delete a text, you know. So, I, I, obviously, I when there's smoke, there's fire. And, you know, Coach Stoops, this isn't the first time his name's popped up in a coaching search. You know, uh, we've seen this once with Florida State. And then they hired Norvell. And then now you're seeing it down there at Texas A&M. I think this was close, man. I think this was almost a done deal. And then the right boosters sent the right messages and and squashed this deal. So uh, it is what it is. And and you know I think anything, either one of them, I think is 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 a step in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? One thing I love about both of these guys is they can recruit. And, you know, and even though we're going with Elko, I, I I think this defense, kind of the culture he created while he was down there, I've heard nothing but glowing remarks from Coach Elko, and that's what you want because you're going to have a divided locker room when you get in there. Who better to bring in than somebody that's recruited some of these kids that are down there now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you're 100% right, Shane, because, uh, you know, the way I hear it, Ross Bjork, maybe he didn't have – Full authorization to, to give the job to Mark yeah. Stoops. And people just kind of, you know, that got out there that that was going to be his hire. And then all of a sudden they said, wait a second. <laughs> we fired Jimbo, gave him damn near $80 million to turn around and give Stoops close to 100 million. We, we ain't, we ain't yeah. doing that. So like Tennessee uh,
1: hiring Leach, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. You did not have authorization to do that. So that's kind of where that went. But uh, how about, and now this one is, official, Shane. Jeff Lebby, Oklahoma offensive coordinator. Before that, he was at Ole Miss as the offensive coordinator. He was at Central Florida under Josh Heupel as the Mm -hmm. offensive coordinator. So work with Kiffin, working with Heupel, work with Brent Venable, some of the best, uh, biggest names there in the game. Uh, He's coached guys like Dylan Gabriel this season at Oklahoma to a lot of success. Matt Corral, obviously, at uh, Ole Miss, and McKenzie Milton before his devastating injury at Central Florida. So, strong track record of uh, – and he was down there at Baylor too. But, you know, may not want to talk about that. But he was down – he's been everywhere he's been. They've had great offenses. So, the, the theory is you're getting uh, an offensive-minded guy, someone that can can take Mississippi State in a, an exciting direction here. Thoughts on uh, Jeff Lebby to Mississippi State. Got, you know, someone uh, – he's totally unproven as a head yeah. coach. but. You know, did did a very good job with Oklahoma this season as an offensive coordinator.
1: I I think this is good, man. I think this is good for Mississippi State because, you know, again – you think about the track record of guys they've had through there. Um, and, and and the most exciting ones being Dan, you know, obviously the pirate. And and the reason it's exciting is like maybe maybe you didn't have the season you expect, but damn, at least they were fun to watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's the kind of product that Levy's gonna create down there. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be high tempo. And I think it's also a little bit of a neutralizer these days with the SEC football. Now, obviously, you're starting to see some teams catch. On. Uh, You've you seen Tennessee kind of take a little bit of a step back this year. You, you know, Ole Miss has had their ups and downs. But all in all, man, you, you still are in a lot of these football games because of this widespread, fast tempo offense. And, and I think Mississippi State fans are really going to enjoy that, man.
0: Yeah. well. So who do you think got the better hire? Uh, Mississippi State getting Jeff Levy or Texas AM getting Mike Elko? Uh, two. You know, outstanding coordinators. Yeah, only only one of them's got a little bit of head coaching experience. So it's you know both of them are a gamble. They could, yeah. they both could be great. They could both flame out in the SEC. Who who do you think right now today got the better coach?
1: Yeah, and that's a great question, Mike, because this is going to be skewed and, and maybe even clipped later and shown like, hey, look <laughs> at their record. Yeah, Texas A and M has an easier path to have success. So I think the the first. Draw is always going to be Elko just because of what they got there in College Station, but I think Levy, Mississippi State was one of the best hires, and and, and I, I obviously it's going to take a little bit longer to pay off. You know, you're going to still have to get a couple of home run recruits, but if you can do that, if you can manage that and work this system in, brother, Mississippi State's going to be
0: in good shape. Andrew says, uh, cousin Shane needs some razors in his Christmas stock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I told Mike, I'm not shaving till the balls lose again, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just in case people don't know, uh, Jeff Levy, Shane, he is the, uh, brother-in-law to Kendall browse who was, uh, obviously at Arkansas and I was at TCU. So who knows? They could re you know, rejoin forces. there. are yeah. He was nearly, uh, Nearly hired by Mississippi State. Cameron Browns was. Can I I will say this, Mike? Elko
1: could be a home run hire mm-hmm. if he picks the right offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and, and releases the reins. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think you you you've seen it. You've seen it in this landscape of SEC football, Sam Pittman, prime example. You make the wrong hire, then they're on you. Like duck on a June bug. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, I think as long as he brings and maybe retains. I don't. I don't know what your thoughts are on on keeping Bobby Petrino or, or any of these guys on the staff. But you know, if if he can maintain, you know, a, a decent offense, you know, you can't argue with the fact that Elko is going to make this defense significantly better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, that's. I heard someone talking about it recently. Uh, you know, everybody wants offense. Everybody wants an exciting guy. But you look around, Nick Saban herbie mm-hmm. smart uh obviously they they run the sec because they're two defensive yeah. minds now that that ain't that it's only half the equation obviously you will Muschamp, you know he's a defensive mind too but he can never get the offensive coordinator higher right you're right as soon as these guys understand offensive football and understand what will fit with them that's the key to having a really successful defensive uh coach lead your program and and million dollar question is who's going to be the offensive coordinator now at Texas A&M. And that, that very well could decide the fate of, uh, of how well he does down there. And, I can't wait for this uh, Sarkeesian offense against Mike Elko's defense. I mean, (laughs) what a damn battle down here, you know?
1: Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. And and we're going to get to see it, brother, soon. Very, very soon. I love it. Texas trolling everybody on their way out. Oklahoma (laughs) trolling everybody on their way out. It's going to be so much fun having those two teams in the SEC this year, next coming up year.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. So let's get into uh, the action, Shane, here and we got to start with the iron bowl. (laughs) You know what I mean? This, this was the one Shane, this may have been the the best damn game we've gotten Mm -hmm. the entire SEC season. And we, we almost got that upset. (laughs) We've been been hankering for, and in one sense, Shane, I'm glad that Alabama won it because man, some real luster would have been got off this SEC championship. if, If Alabama was coming in off a loss, playoff eliminated. Now it's, you know, it is a playoff eliminations. Many, I think both of us would say a national championship elimination mm-hmm. game here, Georgia and Alabama. We'll have all week to talk about that. But, Ben, if you would have told me that Auburn outrushed Alabama 244 to 192, <laughs> and Alabama facing a fourth and 31. Oh, <laughs> with yeah. The babe on the line. God, I would have bet everything I had on Auburn to win this damn game. And, and you know what set it up, Shane? fourth quarter Auburn gets it down inside the 10 mm-hmm. could not punch it in that kills you. That, that was a four point swing right there. Coy Moore fumbles the, uh, the punt return to completely muffs it. That gives Alabama that final opportunity to, to even try to win the game. Cause the way Auburn was moving the ball. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Alabama would have gotten the ball back. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I know that I know they had some timeouts, but I don't think they would have had the ball back, but I think Hugh Freeze and company, the, for the rest of their life, Shane, they're going to be wondering how in the hell that we have a two-man pass rush and a quarterback spy on fourth and thirty-one Jeez. with the game on the line. And how about it, Shane? The, the play they called it—they it, called it the Grave Digger. Well, it, <laughs> it dug Auburn's grave right there, didn't it?
1: Oh, it sounds like my order at Waffle House, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> You know, hell, I had you know, I was watching that and I was like, damn, I could have ran thirty-one yards in that time. <laughs> I could have been a back of the end zone catching that football. Brother, I'll tell you what, I, I feel for Auburn fans because you had it. You had it several times. And I know there's there everybody's gone through and talked about the rest and, and all that, which I agree there was some bad calls in here. But the last three drives, Mike, when you hold them to a missed field goal, a punt and a punt, that muff punt, that was an opportunity, Mike. You know, it could have been put away right there. As, as well as they are running the football, they could have kept the chains moving into the game. And then, you know, relying on your defense, you know, I, this defense – did great. I you're talking. I, I get it. Everybody's talking about Jalen's stats and 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 how well he did, but you know that's a tough player to. That's a potential Heisman. If you ask him, <laughs> he'll tell you. He'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like he they held Alabama and check that Alabama's been running and doing whatever they want over everybody, and to have it come down to a fourth fourth down like that. It's just gut wrenching, man. I mean, because I, I, you were there. You were this close. First year, Hugh Freeze pulling off the biggest upset in Iron Bowl history, and I was convinced when I saw that when him come down with the when Bart come down with the touchdown. I was convinced at that moment, Mike, and I thought about this a few times that Nick Saban has made a deal with the devil that he is going to win the national championship potentially and walk out to the sunset. I just, I feel like he's just laid it out. And I'm telling you what, this, this potentially could be one of the greatest seasons uh, in Alabama history because there were moments, several moments in the season when you thought you were out and you were able to get back in.
0: Yeah. And it just kind of feels like Shane that, uh, and I've not, Certainly, I, I mean, I'm the Mr. of Decaying Dynasty over here, but <laughs> if Alabama wins a championship, I mean, this is uh, this is the play that's going to be remembered, you yeah. know, the, the one that kept the season alive because I'm sure they're confident and into this uh, this SEC championship, but if they, even if they get down, you know, and, and Georgia looks like the better team, I don't think there's going to be a single player on that sideline. You know, let's say they get down 14 points or something like that in the first half. Yeah. Right? I don't think there's going to be a damn player that's going to go into that second half thinking they're going to lose. They 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 think they're the team of destiny, and they they may very well be. Shane, the team of destiny, Alabama. I mean, just one way after another, yeah. just keep racking up these wins. That's right. I, well, I can't you know, I can't think anything like it.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because how many times has Georgia been down at half, you know, so they feel the same way. It's like, <laughs> you know, if they stumble out of the gates, I don't think they feel like they're out of it. A lot of teams would be defeated if they're down two scores or three scores at half. I don't think either one of these programs will be. This is this is turning out to be one of the greatest games. Going from from this one here, have they dubbed this? A, have they got a fancy, funny name for this one yet?
0: I'm like, just calling kicks- it the, Nas- the National Chief. Oh, you mean this one? Uh- yeah. Uh, I, I think they're just calling it fourth and thirty-one. But why not? You know, <laughs> jeez, I,
1: I that's I just I feel for him again. I, I as an Auburn fan, this was their championship, man. This was something they could hang their hat on. But I don't think I don't think you bury it because then again, you look at what Hugh Freeze has done. Obviously, New Mexico, you know that one s- sits out like a sore thumb. But you're you're beaten. Georgia and you let that one slip away you you're beating Alabama two of the teams that are in the SEC championship that we potentially could see in a national championship and you had their number and you let it go just imagine if you Freeze gets his boys in here you know what I'm saying just imagine here in a couple of years when they've got that competitive depth that what what is this Iron Bowl gonna look like brother they're, I mean you talk about a team on the rise brother I mean they could every recruit watch that game and they know that they're on the verge and when Hugh Freeze is sitting in that that living room saying hey man if we would have had you we would have beat Alabama we would be going you know I, I think there's a lot to sell here if you're an Auburn fan
0: yeah Jacob he's calling it the nightmare in Jordan hair <laughs> that's a good one Steve's got got Iron Bowl kicking the nads Benjamins call it the mill throw. I've heard that. Uh, That's another one. I hear mill throw. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, we got some names here, but to your point Shane. again, this is not what Auburn fans want to hear, but no one pushed Georgia and and no one aside from Texas, which obviously beat Alabama, nobody pushed Alabama like you did. And this is going to be the worst roster that Hugh freeze ever has to deal with. I mean, he's recruiting like a maniac. He, you know he's not quite on the level of Georgia, Alabama yet, but I think he can get there in relatively quick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I again, not, Auburn fans don't want to hear it, but mm-hmm. clearly you got the right guy in charge. Yeah, and you got someone that once he gets a little bit better roster, you gotta you gotta feel pretty confident that he's gonna flip some of these games in Auburn's direction, and uh, that that's what I'd be hanging my hat on.
1: Yeah, no. brighter days are ahead. But like you said, Alabama fans, buddy. I tell you what, you might as well go ahead and punch that ticket cuz I just don't know if they can slow down, Mike. They're going to find a way to win every damn game from here on out. It sounds like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh speaking of winning every damn game, Shay, let's go Georgia. 31 Georgia Tech 23. This game was a heck of a lot closer than I thought it would be. Yeah. This was uh Georgia's 29th consecutive win. Shay, no team in SEC history, has ever reached that number. Them dialed, Shane. But turnovers killed him. Two turnovers led to uh, 14 points for Tech. Uh, Kendall Milton was a, a madman, 156 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Brock Bowers didn't play. Rara mm-hmm. Thomas, Lad McConkie, all these guys banged up or, or not available to go. Uh, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with Georgia Tech. Now, I do think and maybe this isn't fair Shane but I do think it's you know Georgia looking ahead to the SEC championship mm-hmm. thinking you had this one in the bag but does does an 8 point win when you're just a massive massive favorite does that scare you at all about them dogs going into the SEC championship or where is this just a complete look ahead
1: I I think it's a complete look ahead I I, I mean even though Georgia Tech looked good at times and, and Honestly, I think Georgia's defense is the one that surprised me the most. Is you know too many explosive plays on that side of the ball, mm-hmm. but I, I, it feels to me like Georgia has a tendency to do this: get up for the big games, let down on the bad ones. You know, I, I mean, how do you go to Knoxville and blow out the Volunteers <laughs> and then come come down here and almost? You know, it's have a one score game against Georgia Tech. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm not saying these two programs are comparable, but you know, it's good to see Haynes King again. You know, there was a couple of SEC quarterbacks. We got to see, uh, Joey. Uh, do you see him up there at Louisville? We'll get to that one here in a minute, yeah, but Gatewood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old Joey's up there, but seeing some of these old SEC quarterbacks slinging the rock, but I, I never felt like Georgia was going to lose this game, but. I was kind of scratching my head on that last drive. I was like, "Damn, if we don't get a first down here, you know." <laughs> and what, let me ask you this: on the flip side, if are, are you more surprised that this game was close? Or are you more surprised that that Alabama Auburn game was close?
0: I think this one certainly, because yeah. I, I mean, even Georgia Tech came out and, and took an an early touchdown lead. I think yeah. I tweeted out, so "Like, hey, that's a." Gr- Great for Georgia Tech. They're gonna be able to tell their grandkids that they were up seven to zero. But I think, you know, I thought Georgia would win forty-eight seven after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not not that this there was ever really any doubt, but yeah, I mean this this was a competitive ball game. So that stunned me. Uh, I I thought Auburn might be able to keep it close, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's just rivalry yeah. weekend, man. You ne- never discount the underdog at home in a game like this. No, and there's plenty. There's
1: teachable moments in this game too, and I'm sure Kirby's ripping into their ass right now, you know, in a, in a nice way. I, I'd like to hear the verbiage in the locker room, but but I I think this is good ammunition. You you've seen this a couple of times with Georgia. They needed to come, you know, come back down to earth a little bit, be reminded that any team could beat them, and uh, I think that's that plays in their favor going into this SEC championship.
0: Yeah. All right. How about uh, this one, Shane? Credit to you. You called it. Kentucky goes on the road, beats top 10 Louisville, 38-31. There was a pregame scuffle. Anytime you get something like that, you know we're in for a Mm -hmm. great game here. Uh, This was just the second time in 34 attempts. Kentucky has come back from 10 or more down against an AP-ranked team. Last time was 2,016, Shane, against Lamar Jackson. So uh turnovers killed louisville they had three kentucky only had one ray davis three touchdowns in the game including two receiving devin leary he played an excellent game three touchdowns but uh man i i couldn't believe it i mean the way kentucky was playing going into this matchup i thought they were going to get whooped and they got down early it was almost it, exactly what i thought would happen but they showed a, a lot more resolve and toughness than i thought they would show and mm-hmm. Man, ACC. How, how about that ACC? You know what? Hey, <laughs> uh,
1: silent them boys. I, I tell you what, brother. I was a little worried about this game to start with, but you know, Louisville just they 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 kind of shot themselves in the foot several times. And then, uh, old Six Finger Weaver, man. He's he's the MVP <laughs> in this game, man. And I and that momentum. That was the thing. It's like when Leary. And I've noticed this a couple of times with him. When he gets that confidence, he becomes a new quarterback. He becomes the quarterback that we've expected at the start of the season. And Louisville gave it to him. And once he was dialed in, there was no way I knew, I knew for sure I was going to have my four, first upset, you know? So this was a big <laughs> game for Kentucky go out because they've, they've kind of had a rookie – rock. Rough, rocky couple of weeks, Mike. You know, yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of, they got Coach Stoops and all this stuff going on. A lot of, a lot of noise and, a lot of that got put away here in a, in a big win, a win you weren't supposed to get, but you did against a top 10 opponent. That was just, I mean, even at the start of this game, they were giving us scenarios on how Louisville is going to make it to a college football playoffs. Well, that all went out the window when them Wildcats started scoring touchdowns.
0: <laughs> yeah. And how demoralizing must this be for Louisville, Shane, your top 10, like you're, like you're saying they they they've already clinched the ACC championship. Yeah. And Kentucky's, You know, limping into this one, people were legitimately asking has Stoops lost this team after his NIL comments, lost to South Carolina, and you get up big and you just shit the bed once again against your (laughs) in-state rivals. I mean, oh, God, I can't imagine how awful it must be to be a Louisville fan. You know what?
1: What a garbage league, you know.
0: <laughs> Look, how, how about this comment from Charles Louisville, number ten in the polls, number two in the state. <laughs> that says it better than, uh, than anybody. You know what?
1: Oh, uh, it was such it was such a good game, you know, and it was funny because you, you just knew you were in for a treat this weekend watching that one going back and forth between Texas A&M. I mean, you know, we'll talk about. I don't know if we're going to cover Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday games, but yeah. but I'm telling you Saturday is like right out of the gate. We had freaking action and you just knew you can't leave the couch because if you do you're going to miss something.
0: Mhm. Well, speaking of uh maybe not missing anything, Shay, I mean this this was a hell of a game here in the noon window. LSU beats mm-hmm. AM 42-30. Back and forth game where you know Texas a and I thought for the first half that, and they gave him a hell of a, a game. And yeah, how about this stat? I thought this was wild. I didn't realize this coming into it, Shane. LSU had scored a touchdown, 13 consecutive drives. AM's defense had held opponents without a touchdown, 25 consecutive drives. So, I mean, this is strength on strength. Mm-hmm. And AM's defense was showing up. Of course, Jayden Daniels did Jayden Daniels things. But Jalen Henderson actually outgained Jayden Daniels in the first half, but, you yeah. know, you know they don't write stories about what you do in the first half, Shay, They write <laughs> stories about you in the in the second half. Jane Dales caught fire in, in the second half. Um and even had a uh, six foot four, three hundred and twenty pound lineman, Mark Naboo, score a touchdown. Shay, when, you, when you got three hundred twenty five pounder scored a touchdown, it's, it felt like it was gonna be your day. But uh, yeah, no LSU did what LSU does. Jane Dales, unstoppable. Malik Neighbors unstoppable and the, the defense gave them enough opportunities to score a bunch here this, yeah this lsu is is who we we thought they were but uh what was your thoughts on this one
1: well i just thought it's kind of crazy you know a&m for a minute i was like Man, i can't believe they're holding lsu i mean lsu only had 21 points early in the fourth quarter you know right. and then all of a sudden that just shows you what kind of offense they have it's so explosive mm-hmm. i i I mean, how do you not give Daniels the Heisman? And I know Milro had a great game, and I know I know Schrader's had a fantastic season, mm-hmm. but you know I'm telling you right now, brother, Daniels is just not human, and it's not—he's not a one-trick pony. He's not just doing it with his legs. He's making some fantastic passes, and I, again, it helps when you got neighbors out there, you know, making you look like a damn hero sometimes. But, but I, I just—I don't know. I think he just cemented it again this week. Uh, just a fantastic season here.
0: Yeah, like you were saying. I mean, this was this was. I mean, it was 28-24. Or excuse me, it was uh it was twenty-four-fourteen Aggies. And yeah. then in a blink of an eye, it was 42-30. I mean, my goodness, Shane. Jane Dales, Letterman rushing, obviously Letterman passing. Mm-hmm. Four more touchdowns. Where how, where do you think? And someone asked us in the comments here. I mean, we what do we we won nine games here? where are LSU. Yeah. How many games are we win in with no Jane Dales? I mean, are we even going right. bowling? Do you think?
1: Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't know. I don't think so, man. To be honest <laughs> with you, because that defense, as good as Daniels is, that defense has up to this point. I, I, I will say this: they played a lot better Saturday, yeah. but up to this point, they've been horrible. And and LSU fans know it. I, that's why I think why they're so frustrated. Like if we had any, like if they had A and M's defense, they mm. probably would be, you know, heading to the SEC championship this weekend. But they're not because yep. of that. So no, I I think. Heisman is removing a player and it just demoralizing that team. And I, and I, and I think obviously taking Schrader out, these are, I don't know about you. I don't know if you have candidates, Mike, but those are the three that I'm looking at right now is, is Schrader up in Missouri. I'm looking at, uh, uh, Milro at Alabama. And then mm-hmm. obviously Daniels here in LSU. I don't know if your list is any different than mine, but, uh, I just – I think Daniels would be the one that the team would suffer the most if they lost.
0: Right, right. Well, I, I mean, I think I would have to throw Bo Nix in there. I'd give him third. I'd give him third. Put, put uh, him behind – Put he? him behind Dales. Put him behind yeah, straight up. <laughs>
1: this thing, if Auburn had Bo Nix, how good they'd be, man.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah. not
1: knocking Bo. I, I, I wish him the best. But, honestly, I'd be lying if I told you I watched any Oregon games this year.
0: Yeah, well, one game we did watch, Shane. Oh man, this was this was a heartbreaking. Florida State twenty-four, Florida fifteen. Oh yeah, Florida was dominating this one, Shane. I mean, Florida State had they had literally ten yards with uh, the first half coming to a close here, completely dominant. It was twelve to zero. Just just had a safety, Shane. They mm-hmm. returned the kick, the safety kickoff to midfield. And then the double reverse Whoa. pass. What the hell was that? <laughs> Getting cute when you don't have to. There was a detentional grounding that killed that drive. Uh, one of Florida players spit on Florida State guy. And after that point, Florida State outscored him 24 to 3. And man, it was just I mean, this is stupid, stupid stuff. It's just what we've come used to for the Florida yeah. Gators, which is on four. I mean, even at the very end of the game, Shane, they, they held Florida State. Who knows if they would have won the game? I don't know, but they would have had an opportunity. And uh, instead of one player, you know, hitting a quarterback, at sliding, we had two players. <laughs> double. It's, like, yeah. it's almost like they thought, you know, two negatives, that, that equals a positive, right? If we just cancel each other out here, double targeting. But, uh, man, I mean, if, again, I, I'm not trying to be too harsh on Billy here, but – We play with no discipline. We play with, you know, stupid, stupid stuff. And it's not like one time. This is every single week. And I get it. Your quarterback's out. Their quarterback was out too. We had this one. This would have been the signature win of the Billy Napier era. We would have went to a bowl game. We would have knocked Florida State out of the national championship race. Not. I mean, they'll probably get knocked out next week. But it would have been even sweeter if the Gators were able to do it. And then. We're just sitting here wondering, well, we came close again, and it's just – I don't know, man. If I'm a Florida fan, again, I'm not running Napier off, but I feel like we're going into year three with no clue if this is the guy to lead us, and and that's, that's a tough place to be in. Well, it's week 12 too, Mike, and they
1: played like it was week one. We had a lot of missed tackles, just like you said, stupid fundamental stuff, stuff you learn in camp stuff you learn when you're a kid. You know, they, it just yeah. kind of went right out the window there. And and I, I'm with you. And it's funny that you went right there, but when you after that safety, you got the ball there at the 45-yard line. You choose some of the clock off and and you get a score there. That's the game, man. I mean, that's it just felt like you owned it. And honestly, I'm listening to these fans. I'm listening to this, the sound of the swamp, man. And and I've got a little PTSD when it comes to the swamp, brother. And it felt like the nineties there for a minute. I was like, you know, having flashback, the helicopters flying behind me, you know And i was saying? You ever seen that? So that's kind of what it felt like. And I was like, dude, they're, they're back, you know, because. I really do think the Florida Gators were taking steps forward. I, I felt like they were really close in that Mizzou game, almost got them a big win there. And I thought, Hey, they're going to pull off the big upset here. This is something that you can build or, uh, you, you know, that's all the, all that noise, all that patience talk and all that BS that we've, we've heard from Billy and these pressers, you know, it it all came together and you had an opportunity to say, Hey, listen, this was the blueprint I was telling you about. We're on our way. We're going to win some football games down here in Florida. But again, you shoot yourself in the damn foot, you lose the game. And I get why people are so frustrated with, with Armstrong and Billy. It's like, what are we doing?
0: You know? Right. And our, our defense has been so awful. Mm -hmm. now i get it you're playing a backup quarterback but still they they were playing out of their minds in the first half and then we can't get the offense going now you know and again i I get it you were with your back if we could just put it together for one damn game to win i mean like they did against tennessee we'll give them credit for that south carolina i guess i mean their defense was not that good in that game but Mm. Max Brown, who I, you know, again, I'm not writing him off after one performance, but only 86 passing yards. And he just he looked like a young player that he was, but he didn't look like it against Missouri. So, again, that's why it was so perplexing. And I get it. Florida State, potentially an elite team here. But uh, I don't know. I I feel like the offense should have looked a lot better than it did here against the Bulls.
1: and it's two years in a row, man. It's it's two years in a row with a rivalry that you should have won. I felt like they should have won last year. I feel like they should have won this year. And, and I, I feel like that's the frustration part. Plus, so much riding on the line. You know, you got a lot of youth on this roster and a couple extra practices would have been pivotal going into, you know, year three. But it's all lost. All of that's lost. And and I and I don't want to just pinpoint it on this game because it shouldn't have come down to a Florida State game. They should have already clinched a bowl game earlier this season. But, you know, that's that's on coach. That's on Billy. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna make excuses for him. And, and I don't I don't think anybody should. Uh, you know, but again, there was some moments. There was some moments at the tail end of this season where we saw life back in this program and how scary the Florida Gators could be.
0: Yeah. Let's make a prediction here, Shane. I'm not going to hold you to this, but as we're sitting here right now, it's November 26th. Mm -hmm. We're going to be sitting here, hopefully next November 26th, still doing this show. (laughs) Are we going to be doing a emergency podcast, Billy Napier let go? Or or do you think he survives? What's your prediction? I'm worried,
1: man. I am very worried because the season is tough next year. That's all you're going to, that's what we'll talk about all off season. The hardest schedule in the SEC resides in Gainesville. And, and that's my biggest concern. So do they take that big step forward? And, and I'm right at this moment. And again, I'm usually wrong on these things. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. We'll get to Missouri here in a minute, but I think that, (laughs) If anybody's on a hot seat, it's Billy Napier next year. And this time at the end of this season, there's a really good shot. I'll say sixty five percent shot that we're talking about the next candidate down there in Florida.
0: Yeah. I think I go even higher. Saying I think I'd I'd probably put that around eighty percent, believe sure. it or not. So um again, I I I wish him well, but I I don't know if I see it. You know it. <laughs>
1: A lot of people don't know. Before the show, Mike, I was telling Mike, I was like, "Hey, you know, these guys are out of a bowl contention. Let's say, let's say something positive about the program." For no, we just we shit on them. We we fired the coach. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, they, they got keep- a good recruiting class. If they keep
1: it together, Mike,
0: <laughs> I can tell the audience how they can keep us off the hot seat, Shane, and That's by heading over to mybookie.ag today online sportsbook. Put in that promo code when you sign up, that sec T-H-A-T, sec over at mybookie.ag today, online sportsbook. Bowl season right around the corner, playoff mm-hmm. season, NFL, NBA, all the sports, they got you covered over at mybookie.ag. And the most important part, that promo code, that S-E-C. They're willing to give you a $200 instant cash bonus for all new users over at mybookie.ag. And if they got prop bets on who's going to get fired, put your money <laughs> on Billy Napier's. <laughs> Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual, Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co. And use promo code that, S-E-C, T-H-A-T, sec for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. GameTime is the place for the last minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code that SEC for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for twenty bucks off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, so, so I, I
1: gotta work on my camera angle here. I look like a little fat kid at the end of the kitchen. Let's see. <laughs> even a saddle a little bit you know sit on a phone book but
0: uh all right i know you're dying we, you know this happened a couple days ago shay but we haven't been able to weigh in on it so mm-hmm. let's go uh mizzou yeah 48 arkansas 14 and this was one shade where what's uh you know once kj went down i was like oh god here we go mm-hmm. this this is gonna be nasty and Man, it was rough. And the only nice thing I can say about Arkansas, Shane, they dominated, dominated that fourth quarter. Yeah. When Mizzou had all their backups in. But, uh, man, Mizzou, did you see after the game, Drake said, hey, we came to win. They came to fight. I mean, this was, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what this was. This was the Cody Schrader show. Yeah. This was, uh, you know, Luther Burton show. I mean, this is just, this was, this looked like an a, a SEC versus G5. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's gotten sad how bad Arkansas has gotten here in, in a relatively short period of time. You know what?
1: Well, Mike... Looks like you didn't take everything, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was a this was a, a great game. Obviously, if you predicted Mizzou to win ten, you were very ecstatic on how this one finished. And 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 I get Arkansas side. You know, here here Sam got the the you know. Hey, we're bringing you back for one more season, but. Drink did not care, man. Mizzou did not care. They were ready to run the score up. And and honestly, they they had an opportunity to hang 60 on them. They could have. Uh, Schrader right. had a hell of a night. Uh, it felt like they pulled back a little bit, which kind of surprised me with this rivalry. But, yeah, Mizzou just showed you. I, I, I think – that's part of it. You know, uh, you, you watch some of these games that Missouri was in, and, and you, you make excuses on on why they won or why they lost. You know, it's like, you, well, the LSU game. Well, you got a early and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, then you go down to Georgia. There's no way you're going to compete with Georgia, and and, and then you, you're, you're toe-to-toe with them for three-quarters of the game. You know, that. well, Tennessee, well, Tennessee's busted up. You know, they've got the depth charts depleted and blah, blah, blah. But it's like there's – Missouri has the same problems. They have injuries. They got guys out, you know, and they just go out there and show the country that they truly belong in top five talk because I, I'm with you, man. I, I think they should have won that LSU game. I think that hurts that they didn't. But the way they finished this season, brother, nobody wants to play Missouri right
0: now. Right. And what's your confidence level? I have to imagine it's pretty high, Shane. That I gotta um,
1: try a chip. I've been thinking about these damn things. <laughs> <laughs> damn Luther, you got it, brother. <laughs> I,
0: I think I think he's got a new flavor as well. I mean, there's multiple flavors of the Luther chips going around. We 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 got the the OG ones, but uh there are more. Maybe maybe they'll send us some more, Shane, but uh I think these are expired, but it don't matter. You know it's go not ahead. expired, Luther Burton, <laughs> and they're coming back, man. I don't is um is Brady coming back? Have you yeah. heard it? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so Brady Cook Buddy. will be back. Luther will be back. So that that's what I wanted to ask you. What's your confidence level? You know, not that you're guaranteeing that they're going to go to a playoff or anything next right. year, but that they can keep this momentum going. They've got the uh, number one recruit in the country.
1: Mm-hmm. At least
0: he was, I think, at the time. Or number one defensive lineman. They got him committed. I know there's some talk, you know, they lost that elite receiver to Texas, but as soon as he committed, he said, hey, uh, still open for offers. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Uh, Theo Weiss has said he's coming back. So, I mean, we have got some real weapons here coming yeah. back from Missouri. What's your confidence level that we can keep this momentum going here?
1: Very high, Mike.
0: Very high. I think, you
1: know, there's a lot of – you're going to lose a lot of talent on the defense side of the ball, which I think is a, a little bit of a concern. But, yeah. but brother, I – What's going to be very interesting with this transfer portal window opening? You know, kids want to go somewhere where they can play. And they want to go somewhere where they feel belong, where they belong to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and one thing I've noticed, especially here toward the tail end of this season, is just how united this locker room has been. You got players out here trolling the, with the coach. You know what I'm saying? Nobody else is doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like they they are they are like a family, and and kids feel that. So when they get on the campus and they're talking to a Luther or they're talking to Brady and and, and coach, you know Eli. You know they they. Feel like this is a place they want to play, and they then they'll belong to. So, the the players that they're going to lose here because of you know just age out, they're going to be able to fill up real quick in the transfer portal because of that momentum that they have and the and the locker room love that's present there. Man, when your players are recruiting as hard as as they're doing right now, there's there's going to be no lack of talent up there in Mizzou moving forward. I'm telling you, they're on a launch pad right here.
0: Yeah, Jerry Morse is calling you Shane's Whiskers. I like that.
1: <laughs> the listeners are just glad I'm I've stopped eating the chips, you know. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, I mean, after the Cody Schrader uh, success, I I can only imagine Shane that every D two D three, you mm-hmm. know, elite player, they're sending their film to the zoo because they're like, and hey, they'll they'll give you a shot. You know what I mean? And, and that's something that you're not going to get everywhere else. But yeah, they've had a a ton of success with transfers on the defensive side of the ball. They've had mm-hmm. success at receiver on the transfers. I mean, th- there's gonna be a, a lot of interest, I would think. And and credit Mizzou for going all in yeah. with, with the uh the NIL. And I'm talking about the state and everything like that and, and the lawmakers there. Cause this is what we wanted, Shane. When we when NIL came, that was the hope that right. teams like Missouri, you know, maybe they can be given an advantage here that they didn't have before and, and they are are using that to their advantage and, and that's what I think that's the whole damn purpose of it I really do and I think that's why Nick Saban and Kirby Smart were against it you know what <laughs> well of course they are
1: it's just an equalizer man yeah. and, and, and you know we saw a little bit of that this week when these different quarterbacks that were promised I mean how many times did we, did we put Haynes King on on you know on the, on the podium and say hey this is the next guy and now he's Playing at Georgia Tech. You know, it, right. it's you're going to have some of these guys that go in Alabama, that go in Georgia, realize they're not going to play and they're going to find a home elsewhere. And it's those guys that are going to transform a locker room. That's those guys that create that competitive depth. So that's why we don't have the the I mean, we have Vanderbilt, which we'll get to in a minute, but the the rest of the teams, there's not a lot of highs and lows. Any given Saturday, you know, anything could happen, and, and that's why you're seeing teams like Mizzou popping off here. That it's it's not far-fetched anymore because they do have the money they do have the nil and they have the recruits that are starting to come in and they're building that depth so i i just i love it it's 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 kind of tur- i know some people don't like it but it's like the nfl you know you're just you're starting to get a little bit of that equalizing here and that's why every saturday is so damn exciting i mean look we just watched auburn and alabama their rosters don't match but without nil auburn wouldn't got those guys with hugh freeze you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. now they're they're going toe-to-toe and it almost turned out to be the one of the greatest games ever
0: yep all right shane how about this one uh clemson mm, goes into williams bryce beats south carolina 16 7 they won a damn game shane they didn't score an offensive touchdown but yeah man it's tough shane when you first three plays you turn it over twice that's what south carolina did you lose the rushing battle 219 to 57 uh, you go two of 13 on third down. I mean just no life on offense. Mm-hmm. Rough game for Spencer Rattler. his final game is a gamecock here and man, this is a tough tough way to end the season. you you know you're one away from a bowl game. Clemson flips back the series that uh, that that you had ended last year you snapped that streak and now there's fans I mean I'm not seeing a lot of South Carolina fans, but a lot of other fans thinking Shane Beamer's on the hot seat. And we did take a step back this year. the recruiting's going well, but um, yeah this this is a this is a to me it was expected th- mm-hmm. this result, but I certainly didn't think South Carolina was going to miss a bowl game this year. uh wh- where are you at with the state of the South Carolina program after this kind of dud of a game here? Well,'m I'm, I'm disappointed because I I thought this was going to be
1: another upset and it should have been, man. I'm telling you Clemson had no offense. Other than their quarterback running around, you know, it's it's South Carolina had opportunities in this game to to steal momentum. Uh, the fans were there; they were ready, man. Trump was in, you know, but I I just felt like there was for every good play there was two bad plays, and and yeah. and and it, you could say that all season long, man. There was just never a complete game. There was never any consistency. Kudos to the defense. Brother, I, I would say they played probably their best damn game of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. They did. Clemson had no offensive touchdowns. I, I, that I, if I told you that was the stat going into this one, you would have predicted South Carolina pulled off the upset, yeah. and they just could not get it. And and Leggett and
0: and Spencer can't do it all, you know. Right. And you know, kind of similar to what I was saying about Florida, Shane. This is this has kind of been the theme for South Carolina too, where. You know, now the defense steps up, mm-hmm. now the offense struggles. You yeah. know, and, it, and it's been vice versa most of the season. You know, the offensive line's been a disaster. Uh, we had no running game. Then we got Mario Anderson emerged. Now we have no passing game. You know what I mean? It's just, if it's not one thing, it's another. Just a tough, tough way to end the season. Some serious, you know, hard questions are going to have to be asked. Will Clayton White, the defensive coordinator, be back? Uh, I thought Dow Loggins did a pretty good job as offensive coordinator but it's, you know how can you really evaluate the guy when right. uh, you know you don't have an offensive line you know so yeah uh I, I don't know we're in a we're in a tricky spot here I think the future is bright in South Carolina but uh you know at, at schools like this missing a bowl just like at Florida it's it's not acceptable you know what? yeah well,
1: and again, something I talked about with Mizzou. I think it's very important to watch these guys during that transfer portal window opening up because, you know, not only did they lose a lot of guys last year, but they gained a lot of talent. They mm-hmm. gotta be aggressive. They gotta they gotta fix some holes and they've got some holes. They need some guys that can step in and and, and start contributing immediately, especially on that offensive line, you know, uh some more playmakers. They just that depth is what killed them. This year, you know, I mean, when you don't have offensive linemen, you know, Spencer's (laughs) going to run for his life. That's just inevitable. So for this, for this, for this team to take that big step forward, they're going to have to be extremely aggressive.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of aggressive, Shane, how about them balls? Tennessee, (laughs) 48, Vanderbilt, 24. And I mean, this was, uh, you know, offensive fireworks, Joe, Joe Milton, first, uh, 300 yard pass nearly had 400 yards. Uh, several touchdowns. I mean, they did whatever the hell they wanted basically to Vanderbilt's defense. I got some, some uh, nasty email, Shane, about these dirty ass balls. <laughs> I, like you and I could do something about it, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, there, there was definitely some, uh, some beyond the whistle hits that that should not have taken place, but this is what you want. If you're a Tennessee fan, just take care of Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, Shane, but uh, again, I, I, you know, it's very easy to just take shots at Vanderbilt, and, and that's not what I'm attempting to do. But when we had all these great games, and, and it's a rivalry week here, it's like Tennessee is irrelevant in this week because Vanderbilt's irrelevant. And and it's it's every week. It's every week yeah. that Vanderbilt plays someone in the conference. It's like a damn bye week. And mm-hmm. I, I'm just – it, it kind of sickens me that, that we have all these great games, and then it's like – Oh, yeah. And Tennessee's, you know, they're going to, it's a pick your score type game. I don't, I just don't think that's, that's right. I don't, I don't think it's fair to Tennessee even. You know what I mean? Like you, you want it to be a, uh, like a Clemson, South Carolina, like a, like an Egg Bowl, like an Iron Bowl. You, you want a competitive series. You want a great game. Uh, What's your thoughts on all that?
1: Yeah. No, I get that. You definitely do. And, but (laughs) as a ball fan, you don't want it too good, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a blowout's kind of nice if you're a ball fan, but I get it, I get it. Um, uh, This one here, obviously not a ball game, but they had its moments, And, and one thing I did like is that there was a lot of fight from Vanderbilt, as dirty as it was sometimes, you know, Coach Lee and them getting fired up on the sideline. And, you know, that shows me they care, you know, and and I know it's not been the perfect season for them. And um, I kind of hate it because I honestly, and, and I know you did too, we thought you know, Coach Lee was going to take a huge step. They had a lot of seniors coming back, a lot of age on this roster. I mm-hmm. thought this was going to be the year. Swan's looking good, looking healthy. You know, they got some playmakers on, on the outside there. They're going to take that big step forward. I, th- I think losing Ray Davis, we, we now realize just how great of an athlete he is. That was very detrimental to that program, and they just didn't have a fix for that. And this defense is just getting. I mean they're just getting destroyed especially in the secondary and uh obviously we've we've got some glaring holes that we need to fix if you're if you're a Vanderbilt fan but uh, but Tennessee I'll tell you Joe Milton damn played his best game of the year looked like I mean it was like where was this Joe last week? You know what I'm saying. It's like sometimes he's completely dialed in, throwing in lasers. We did get to see Nico for what three minutes and eighteen seconds, so that was awesome. Tell my kids about that one. And uh, brighter days are ahead for for vault fans.
0: Yeah. So you, uh, we'll we'll get to it in just a second. All right, I I'm, did uh-huh.
1: I did hear because some good things. Cooper potentially coming back. Um, Bad thing, I heard Samson uh maybe hit the portal. You know, that's all rumors and stuff. But you know, when you got three running backs, it's it's tough to keep all of them happy.
0: Yeah. Well, uh the last game here, Shane, and at Ole Miss Wednesday Hickbull 177. It was going could be honest with you, it was a snooze fest, Shane. And I and maybe it was the turkey, but <laughs> no. I told you I I told you this. This is dead honest truth. I fell asleep during this one. I missed a couple series. I woke up and nothing had changed in the ball game. I I've, I went back and rewatched those uh, those glorious snaps I missed here. But uh, I mean, Ole Miss another ten win season. So it's, it was a hell of a season, but it it was just largely unwatchable. Yeah, but
1: I will say, if we're handing out awards for the toughest damn athlete in the SEC. Giving it to Jackson Tart. I mm-hmm. thought he died a couple of times during that game. And Lane's like putting smell and salts under his nose and saying, get back in there. He was like, if he dies, he dies. so Uh that but that showed you how important this game is to those players. And and I, I think sometimes we forget that you know, during Thanksgiving and everything. And we got to see a couple of fights. Uh, You know, I mentioned Vanderbilt, Tennessee, but they were all over some of these rivalry games. But this one here, very chippy as well. And you could just tell it means a little bit more to those guys because they grew up hating the other team. So I I love the game. I just, unfortunately, we didn't get a good game here.
0: Right. And so kind of the big news after it, Shane, Will Rogers, Mississippi State. Yeah. In the portal, Max Johnson, Texas A&M quarterback, he's in the portal, and Ken Seals. So uh, three SEC quarterbacks already in the portal. And there's uh, – I don't know if this will really happen or not, Shane, but there's some talk Will Rogers could be eyeing Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see, uh, you know, what Devin Leary does. I don't think Devin Leary's coming back. I don't know that they'd really be interested in Will Rogers, but there there is some buzz about that. So – uh, I think Will Rogers is going to have some opportunities. I just don't know if it's in the SEC. You know what? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's that time of the year. You know what I'm saying? Say a little extra prayer. One
1: of your boys don't leave. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hang out, man. We brighter days are ahead. So yep. I, I, that's that's the nature of this game, and there's a lot of programs that you really got your eyes on. Texas A and M, you know, especially the ones that's lost their coach, you mm-hmm. know. So uh, everybody's going to be tuned in. But how quick do these guys bounce back? How quick do they get some more talent on that? Hey, Elko. Uh, so that's not official yet, right? But Levy is.
0: Right, so, levy has been announced. So, uh, Elko maybe by the time we've been recording, but I I don't think it's officially been announced yet.
1: So, this scenario, and I'm just trying to figure it out. So, mm-hmm. let's say Elko, I mean, I'm sure he's got a bowl game, but would he leave? Could he leave right then and then start recruiting AM, or does he have to finish out the bowl game and then come in, or how does that work?
0: No, he can leave immediately. I mean, he can't coach in the bowl game, but he can start recruiting. He's got, yeah. You know, you got to, it's got to start with your own team, it was particularly at AM. They got so many great players that could jump in the portal. Yeah. You got to recruit those guys. You got to identify. You know, the, uh, keep up to date with where their deficiencies are, so they mm-hmm. they can attack it during the portal to see who jumps in it. So, yeah, it's it's got to start immediately for Mike Elko and, and Jeff Lebby. Um, yeah, it, it, it's got to start tonight. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. When's that portal open up again?
0: Uh, December fourth, I believe is the is the date. But players okay. are they're, they're gonna be announcing it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. At any yeah. point, but they can't officially enter until that December 4th unless – now here's the, the the one alternate here. If your coach gets fired, like at a and yeah. I believe they can get in the portal immediately. Oh, okay. Uh, at Mississippi State, same deal because their coach got fired. And, yeah. Uh, we already, we've already seen Arkansas about a week ago. They landed an offensive lineman from Michigan State because they yeah. fired their coach. So it, it's a little bit different if your coach gets fired. But the okay. rest of the country, December fourth. But uh, hey, now that uh, the, the regular season has come to an end, Shay, for all these SEC teams, I, I'm just going to go in alphabetical order here. Yeah, I got I got all the schedules, I got all the updated records and everything like that. So uh, I just thought be kind of you know, just thought I'd ask you your grades for each one of these. Alabama, of course, we're starting with. Went eleven and one overall, eight and zero in the SEC. Won the Mm -hmm. SEC West. What grade would you give them, Alabama Crimson Tide?
1: I'm going to round up and give them an A plus here, Mike. I think coming from the Texas game, they've Mm -hmm. been. They've been dominant and, and I'm not gonna knock them for this iron bowl. That's always gonna be a tough game. It's always gonna be a tight game, but they still control their own destiny. If they win out, I think you're gonna have, there's a real strong argument that you get them in the top four college football playoffs. So uh you can't be in the college football playoff talk and not be an A plus, in my opinion.
0: Well, you're a you're a uh hmm? What what do they call it? Uh, easy easy grader or a- yeah yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: I've always graded on a curve here, Mike. Yeah. Right, you
0: know, so I, I've I've agreed with you. I'm kidding, but I, I give it an A too. Oh, just yeah, the loss at home, you know that USF performance. That was so long ago, but yeah. that's the only thing holding me back from giving Alabama an A plus. Now, different story here. Arkansas, shit, <laughs> so <laughs> four and eight overall. One in yeah. seven in conference play, seventh in the SEC West, and Florida's just gotta be sick, just that they lost to the to the Razorbacks at home. What grade would you give the Arkansas Razorbacks? I'd give
1: them an F, Mike. An <laughs> F. I would love to say D plus, but No, because the the, even the two games that you lost there at the tail end of the season, you got your ass kicked by Auburn and and Mizzou. So your rivalry, you can't do that. The Florida game was their only saving grace, and and it was a it was a fantastic football game. But it's not enough to 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 bring up what I that my expectations and the final destination here. So I'm giving them an F.
0: A. NF, AF, yeah, <laughs> NF, yeah. I mean, this guy is to be for. Absolutely. Uh, God, it was just. The, the, I think this is the team I'm the most disappointed with this SEC season. I mean, would you? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, very. I, I mean, it's just it's
1: heartbreaking because you wanted you wanted them to succeed. They had a lot of the pieces in play. You know, I, you can make a, an argument that their defense. Was vastly improved from the last season. And, and it's like, well, that's great because there's no way this offense is going to take a step back. But it's like the offensive line is non existent here. And, and that's, I'm still scratching my head with that one. You know, they need more Michigan State linemen to come down there and help these guys <laughs> out because that was just, they need to just rip it apart and start over there.
0: Yeah. All right. How about Auburn, Shane? We went six and six. At least we mm. reached the postseason. Three and five in the SEC, fifth in the SEC West. Highlights, though. I mean, I mean, you you whooped the hell out of Arkansas, beat Mississippi State. Those are good. But kind of some lowlights. I mean, you, you we didn't get that Hugh Freeze patented hell. We almost got it in the Iron Bowl, but <laughs> we didn't get that upset. We did lose to New Mexico State. That would have mm-hmm. been totally forgotten had you won the Iron Bowl, but you didn't. It came up short. So, uh, what's your thoughts? What grade would you give the Auburn Tigers?
1: Yeah, and this one, the, the grade changed right at the end uh, because I'm with you. That New Mexico State, that one brought it down. Probably I would have gave them C- at that point. Mm. But the Iron Bowl, the fact that you went toe-to-toe with uh, potential SEC champs, Alabama, Crimson Tide, I – I'm going to bring it up a little bit and go B minus. I I think the way you ended it with the three games that you won, you should have had New Mexico State, but closing out strong with Alabama, even though you lost. And there's no such thing as a moral moral loss, you know, victory or whatever. But I I think (laughs) I think on this in this case there is. So uh, give me B minus.
0: Yeah, I, I was about to say C, but I think you nailed it, Shane. They didn't beat a team with a winning record. I, I think I saw that was the first time since like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, yeah. something like that. But uh, again, year one, they had to totally rebuild this team. Mm-hmm. They went toe to toe with Georgia and Alabama. I mean, I'm kind of giving them credit for. I, I I realize they lost those games, but I'm giving them credit for giving those those teams a run for their money. Otherwise, it it is a C if they didn't. But man. <laughs> fourth and 31 away from a, what a, I mean, totally rewrite the, the storybook. Fourth there. and you know
1: 31. What? If they would have got that one, it would, I would have even had it higher, you know, B plus, but <laughs> I, I, I can't, that one, that was going to stick in my crawl a while.
0: Yeah. All right. How about Florida, Shane? Five and seven overall, mm. three and five in the SEC, fifth in the East. Step back from last year. Just, uh, I mean, my God, Shane, we were five and two here. It, on October 14th, yeah, didn't win a damn game to close it out. And we were saying they lose six in a row to close out. How can you bring Billy back? But hey, they got that South Carolina one. So, yeah, um, only lost five in a row here. What what grade would you give Florida?
1: Oh, Mike, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to give them a D minus. I think, uh, just given the fact that Arkansas's on there. And 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 the fact that you just can't close out any close games other than South Carolina on the road for some reason, you know your signature victory, Mike, is the Tennessee Vols week three. You know that's if I told you that's your stat line, then you deserve a D minus.
0: <laughs> you, I mean, I I just can't think of that game without thinking of your walk there, Shane. I mean, could you? Yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Would it would it have made the walk even more painful if I would have said, you know, here's the crystal ball, Shane. This team ain't even going to a bowl game. They're going to lose all these games. I mean, would that have made it any more painful?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because if you would have said that, I mean, it would. That's that's Tennessee, man. Florida's just it gets in our heads or something like that. Especially down there. And I don't want to relive this game at all, Mike. <laughs> We got a whole off season to think about that, but, but yeah, I, I think it would have helped if they, if, if, you know, they would have ended with a ball game beating Florida state. I could say, well, you know, you know, it was a good team. We didn't see that. We're coming. So I, I think that's kind of where we're at, but yeah, let's don't, let's don't go. To, you know what? In that case, F Mike, give them an F. <laughs> no, I'll give them a D minus.
0: Yeah. I've give right around D. I think that's fair. All right, uh, this is probably an easy one, Shane. Georgia just whooped the heck out of everybody again. 12-0, mm-hmm. 8-0 in SEC, uh, obviously first in the East. All-time record, 29 consecutive wins. That's never been done in SEC history. Uh, it's got to be an A for Georgia, right? Yeah, A plus. You know, I mean p- the
1: the fact you give pause just shows you how how often they've w- they've won, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, they didn't beat this team by this. It's like, now, let's 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 pull that back a little bit. These guys haven't lost since I don't know, my kid was was 4 years ago, something like that. So, uh <laughs> So, these these guys are are unbelievable right now and they not only I, I one thing I love about this team is just the adjustments they make. You know, you, you talked about Georgia Tech, Tennessee. I mean, there's several games throughout this year that they have been down and have found ways to rally and, and, and come away with the victory. So that, that shows a lot about a program. So A-plus for me, Mike.
0: Yeah, A-plus. They keep getting better and better at the yeah. right time. Uh, I think they just were clearly overlooking that Georgia Tech team. All right, how about Kentucky, Shane? 7-5 overall. Mm-hmm. They Changed the narrative a little bit, beating Louisville at the end there. Three and five in the SEC, fourth in the SEC East. What grade would you give the Kentucky Wildcats?
1: I'm going to give them a C plus, Mike. Um, I, I think just closing out with the Louisville win was huge. Mm. Um, big for momentum and it helps you kind of forget about the South Carolina game. It mm. helps you forget about the Tennessee ball game. You know, there's a couple on here that I really think if you, if you had an opportunity to replay it, you may have even had a better record. But, um, uh, for that, I, and, and given the fact that a lot of this was coaching error and, uh, and not just, the – just playmaking i'm going to give them a a c plus here
0: yeah i honestly shane i was i probably would have given them a d if they didn't beat louisville yeah because it turned out florida wasn't even that good so they got a signature win there give them some momentum going into the offseason but i still think and now with all this uh mark stoops to a and m stuff i think at you know it gets a little dicey i think we better have a you know i'm not saying they're gonna fire him but Mm-hmm. Not we it's just such a weird place with Kentucky right now. It all I I I've been saying I think Kentucky's stuck with Stoops, and I think Stoops stuck with Kentucky. He almost got that get out of jail free card, but he, yeah. but he, it it didn't quite happen for him. You know what?
1: Yeah, but they're gonna need something big, man. They're gonna need something to kind of rally these guys back in. You know, and you the Louisville game was kind of that rallying crop, but but then now you're finding out your coach is wanting to leave, you know, Stoops needs to come out here, get ahead of this and, and, and remind the fan base that he's here forever.
0: All right. How about LSU Shane nine and three overall Mm -hmm. six and two in the SEC third in the, in the West. Well, like you said, man, if we, if we just had a damn defense, (laughs) we may be dancing our way to the playoff. You know what?
1: Absolutely, man. I still, it's, it's, impressive as this offense is you've got it for me i'm still giving them a b plus here um alabama you know you lost your quarterback in that game Ole miss you had an opportunity to win that one you didn't and i really do think they should have beat florida state i I, that drives me nuts that they didn't do that two years in a (laughs) row but all in all given the fact they've had such a horrible defense you can't you can't argue with the best offense in the country so uh give me b plus here
0: yeah, and I think I think I'll go B, Shane. Uh, again, I mean, I think a lot of teams after that Ole Miss loss would have kind of caved it in. Mm-hmm. We have seen LSU in years past lose to Bama, and they kind of phone it in. Yeah, we didn't get that from from this LSU team. Clearly, didn't live up to the hype. I, hell, I had them win in the West. I had them win in the national championship. I feel like I should get a half credit or something for this <laughs> offense. But but I should get a half. What a clown for that defense i mean the defense is so awful so yeah i yeah i I give them a b i think that's that's harsh because they may have the heisman trophy winner Mm -hmm. but i the defense was just i mean among the worst in the damn country for sure all right how about the old miss shane 10 and 2 only second time ever they've gone 10 wins in a regular season uh six and two in conference play second in the west i've I think it's fair to say you know but all offseason all we said Shane this schedule though oh god they got Georgia at Georgia at Alabama yeah. LSU there's there's no way they do it again and and hell they they did it again I I'm, I'm pretty impressed with the Lane Train here
1: Yeah I I'm giving them an A for that I mean the only two games they lost like you said, are the two teams playing in the sec championship and they were at their place. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm right there with you. They've been very impressive. They've impressed me. I, I think they're a lot better than a lot of people thought they would be at the start of the season. And I, and I, I, Again, you're talking about a launching pad. We talked about Missouri earlier. Here's another one. We got Dart coming back. You got a lot of these players coming back to this old Miss roster, and and who knows what they're going to be able to put up next year. And the transfer portal king is down there in Oxford. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about the future of this program, but this season is nothing to snuff at. I I give them an A.
0: Yeah, and I think that's fair because your points well well said, Shane. They don't have the roster of Alabama or Georgia yet. If they did, maybe one of those games would have went the other way and they'd be mm-hmm. sitting here in the playoff discussion. You know what? Yeah, definitely. Now about Mississippi State, Shane. Five and seven overall. One and seven in the SEC. Sixth in the... At least you weren't sixth. Or seventh, yeah. excuse me. You weren't seventh, but uh, you did fire your coach 10 games in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my. Uh, and this isn't fair, and this isn't a reflection on on Arnett. I just... I, I really felt like You know, not only him, but this roster, you know, they they were dealt a a bad hand and uh, tough scheduling here. And, you know, they started out the season pretty strong with those two wins, but it quickly dwindled when they hit SEC play. And uh, so that being said, I'm going to say a D, you know, uh, maybe in a D plus, um, because, again, you're right there at the door, you know, to, to get to a, a bowl game. If you could have just capitalized on a, on an Auburn or an Ole Miss, but you just, you South Carolina. I mean, there's a lot of close games there. So I'll give them a D plus just given the situation.
0: Yeah. Again, what a, what a nice grader you are saying. Cause this, this is an F right here. I mean, oh, I, I hate oh, to do it. Yeah. I, mean, I get it. Tough circumstances, but, uh, you know, we got higher standards yeah. in Starkville than, than what we showed. And now I know what you're going to give us, team, Shay Mazoo, 10 and 2, <laughs> 6 and 2 in the SEC, second in the East, exceeded everybody's expectations except that Tennessee Homer nailed it. <laughs> what you got for the Mizzou here?
1: A plus, gold yeah. sticker. You know, any. Uh, th- This is, this was a Cinderella season to an extent for the Mizzou Tigers, just because again, Ten wins are not easy to come by, and and yeah. a lot of people think, like even Mizzou fans are like, "Hey man, we're like this every year. What if you're not? You know?" Then you reflect back to this season and all the all the stars aligned, and and you had an opportunity to even compete for an SEC championship. Uh, you know that LSU game, there was a real shot they could have been eleven and one. I mean, a plus, brother, a plus. Myself included, did not have Mizzou being the second best team in the East. You know this. this 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 is a team that's exceeded expectations, and uh, and it's been fun to watch.
0: Yeah, a plus, Shane. Stand on business. Stand on business. If not for those damn refs, they'd be eleven and one (laughs) down in Athens. I'm just kidding. But now, what a dream season! Oh yeah, Mizzou fans, they they should live it up. Live up every minute. Those like Shane over here eating them Luther chips. All right, how how about South Carolina? Shane, five and seven overall, three and five in the SEC sixth in the sec east mm-hmm. tough tough schedule tough tough results here for shane bieber and company
1: oh mike 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 it was a tough schedule but it is there's no reason that these boys should not have made a bowl game so for that i've given them a d plus uh mm-hmm. I, again I know the roster was riddled with injuries, but there's a lot of programs that had injuries. You had arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the country, um, and you had an opportunity to make a bowl game several times this season against uh, opponents that limped in. You know what I'm saying? So they get a lowercase <laughs> so, uh, Final answer. I'm going with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's gotta it's gotta be like D D minus. You know, I mean you just look yeah. at there. they they didn't beat anyone with the pulse outside of Kentucky at home and and, and even that I mean we, we basically fired Mark Stoops basically after well, losing and, and the shit
1: talking, Mike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. When you come in starting the season, beating your chest, you know, that makes it a little bit tougher when you're not going bowling, you know. And I think that's <laughs> kind of what happened here.
0: How about Tennessee, Shade? I eight and four. Yeah. Four and four in the SEC, third in the East. I've seen people just be despondent with this record. I th- I've seen a lot of people like yourself say, well, hell, i take eight and four for better part <laughs> of the decade. You know what I mean? So, yeah. where, where
1: do you lay with the balls here? I'm going to go B minus here. Um, you know, when you're looking at the four losses, three of them are arguably the top three teams in the SEC. Hmm. Um, you know, you're looking at, at Florida Gators there. That one was a, was a black eye and a long walk, but <laughs> other than that, I mean, obviously, coming off last year, you know, ten win regular season, you you had higher expectations for the balls, but again, similar to some of these other teams, depth chart issues, things like that. So, mm-hmm. did I give a rating? I'm going to say B. I'm going to Ready? say B B. Yeah, I want I almost want to say B plus because uh, you know, given the situation, I think they've. It wasn't pretty, but they exceeded expectations based on uh, scheduling here. Let's say yeah. B. Let's say B. I'll say B.
0: I think I'd go B-minus, Shane. But- Get the
1: hell out of here, Mike. case <laughs> <Jeez>, Luis.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they they were they were good running the ball. And yeah. for half a season, they had a great defense, and then it kind of came apart there. But I, I think that's fair.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't say that if you're in the duplex. You'll say that in Nashville.
0: <laughs> but- <laughs> How about A&M, Shane? 7-5 and five overall. Four and four in the SEC, fourth in the West. And, you know, a lot of programs, seven, well, not a lot, but I mean, seven and five, you typically don't fire your coach. But I like it because I think A&M said, hey, this ain't damn good enough. Yeah. It's it's time to to turn the corner here. And that doesn't mean we got to win 10, 11 games every year. But we got to do it every once yeah. in a while with a top five roster. Uh, thoughts on what grade would you give A&M?
1: Uh, I'd still, I still—I mean, they still had a good season. You know, it was potentially the best seven-win season and or best seven-win team in the country <laughs> ever assembled, per Lane Kiffin. Yeah. But I mean, you—you you, you can't argue the fact that their losses, every single one of them, was a, was a score. You know, it's not like they—they they got blown out by Alabama. It's not like they got blown out by LSU. You know, uh, well, I guess that was the the biggest blowout there at the end. But I would say. C plus, you know, Um mm. I, I know we're, we're burying Jimbo and the expectations were a little bit higher, but I'm also factoring in how they finished the season here without a head football coach. Um mm. uh, I'm, I'm always going to be a little bit more optimistic with these guys. It seems like I do it every single year. I've already started in on next year's uh 2024 <laughs> A&M love Hop train. So uh, I would say, give me a C, give me a C minus. C I'm going,
0: I'm going D plus Shay. They didn't beat a okay. damn team with a pulse.
1: Ah, but here we go.
0: The future is bright. I th- I think that's the key. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we have closed the chapter. This is the Mike Elko era. We're gonna win it all.
1: Yeah. Elko doesn't lose.
0: I, but speaking of losing, oh Vanderbilt. my God. <laughs> Two and ten, oh and eight in the SEC, seventh in the SEC. I mean, this is the easiest F on the board, right?
1: Absolutely. You get kicked out of Vanderbilt with this grade. <laughs> Give me an F, big F here. Oh, Oh,
0: God. Yeah. We've given them enough air time. I know. All right. Final thing, Shay. We love to give uh, opening lines here Georgia, Alabama in the SEC championship. What do you think the opening line is here? Georgia three, Georgia four. So you you about nailed it. But I mean, all right that give you an indication of, of what kind of epic game this is going to be in Atlanta. You know what?
1: Absolutely. And we're going to be we're go, we got some great stuff lined up for this game. I cannot wait, brother. Uh cleared the schedule, the big national champ or SEC slash national championship because we all know Spurrier <laughs> says it's harder to win an SEC championship than it is a Natty. So I'm looking forward to this game. I do think it's going to be I think it's going to be monumental, man. And yeah. I, I cannot wait to have it.
0: Well, buddy, we went a little bit long here. Um I'm I'm missing, you know, being in the same room with yeah. you, but I, I think we, we pulled it off here. You got any closing thoughts before we help off the line?
1: Eh, at least I don't have to wear pants anymore, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> uh, hey man i will tell you we've had some some dud weeks we've had some good weeks and i think we finished with a great week uh we had i mean it was just it was fantastic football coming down to the wire just you, you couldn't it was almost like not it was i couldn't focus you know i'm watching louisville and then i'm like and, and I'm going down here. I'm like, damn, A and M is kicking ass, you know. And I'm going back and forth. It was just nonstop all weekend. It was fantastic. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I think uh, I think I've gained about 15 more pounds. So I need I probably need uh, to <laughs> to have Florida pull off another upset or lose another bet here because I need to bounce back myself. But but brother, it was a, a wild weekend. I hate that you're not here. But uh, we're gonna have a lot of awesome content coming for you this week so be sure to stay tuned uh on the youtubes and the twitters uh you can find us that sec podcast and uh yeah man is it good to be back home do you like i mean now that you have nightlife because everything's shut down around here
0: I've gone out to eat every night since I've been here, Shane. I've been back in the gym. Oh, man, I'm loving it. I, oh, I'm loving every second of it.
1: I was fattening you up. Now look at you. You're going to be a lean, mean, fat machine. I
0: love it. Well, I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate each and every one of you, especially those that showed up on the live show. We'll catch you on the next one.
1: All right. See you, guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you Mike and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast
0: loves the Pirate and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.